This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. And we are coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who did not launch a missile strike on American interests in Syria. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Iran launching a couple of missiles over at. Our contractors and service members just a few short days after the Pentagon defiantly informed the world that our top two priorities in the military were pronouns and climate change. We really are being laughed at and scoffed at throughout the world. They just they're not respecting our country the way they used to. I I don't think anyone can argue with that clip. Uh, 888-788-9910 if you'd like to try. It's a busy Friday. Kat Kamek is going to be here. She was, of course, front and center in Washington, D.C. yesterday as they dressed down the CEO of TikTok, who said with a straight face, they're not stealing your data. Come on. Don't bullshit me. Stop it. Kat Kamek threw the challenge flag on that one. And, of course, Diamond Dave Landau is going to be in the house uh, to shape up the 2024 race. From a comedian's perspective, he will weigh in on the impending arrest of Trump that doesn't seem like it's going to happen anytime soon. And, of course, Biden's insistence that he likes babies better than people. Biden's lost his marbles. A lot of people feel that way. But if you like babies better than people, oh, I don't know, just the thought, maybe don't push late-term abortion as hard as you are. I think he's got a point. Good gosh. So here we go. Happy Friday. The champ is ready to rumble. Uh, We had a great night on TV last night. I was on the Sean Hannity show. Hey, girl. Uh, Tudor Dixon was in the house. She's a friend of the show. She's been on before. She'll be on again. And we had an all around just a fantastic time on the show. And we were, you know, kind of yucking it up about the fact that the world seems to be on fire and America is definitely taking a step back. And to be clear, we were doing that as like a coping mechanism. You know, what's weird is if you watch Hannity, right? You watch the show, you see Sean on TV every night, you get used to Sean and his vibe and his energy and his everything in between. But what you don't get a chance to get used to because you don't hang out with him off the air is the people who do Hannity, the guests that go on, they're the same people in the green room that they are on the air. What I mean by that is if they're on the air telling you they really care about America, they're bothered by the direction we're going in. You know, the radical left is making a mockery of what this country stands for in the world. Okay, when they get off the air, they feel the same way. And that's the whole hook of the show. Like I tell you all the time, if you hear a congressman on the show, it's because I've met them off the air. And I know that, you know, there's not a different character. Believe me, I have met congressmen. I have met senators who come on the show and they're like, rah, 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 rah. And then I meet him in a green room and I'm like, you are so full of shit. 
Okay, but these folks that are on Hannity, like we were genuinely having a conversation off the air. Forget what we said on the air. We told a lot of jokes. Biden's a mess. And obviously there were a lot of serious substantive points made along the way. But you'd expect that from us because that's where we're sharing our public views. Okay, and weighing in on critical issues facing the country. But off the air, you know, I get off the air and I'm like, oh, it's Miller time. But in the green room, they're looking at me like fat, drunk and stupid is no way to go through life. Son. Because they're legit straight up concerned about the country. And this was before. Before we had this strike. Uh, it's an Iranian drone strike. It killed an American contractor. Five U.S. service members also wounded in the attack. I got to tell you, OK, this only going on. This is only happening. It is only a thing. Are you ready? Because the rest of the world thinks we're soft. Bingo. I'm not saying we have to go into a forever war. We're already financing one of them in Ukraine. And we're rejecting any, any, okay, any even insinuation of a peace deal. Okay, China and Russia floated a peace deal in Ukraine. And we said no. Why? Because if we solve this problem right now, we can't keep firing money over there and doing Lord knows what with it because you're not allowed to audit the money. I mean, think about it. I don't support Putin. I think he's a war criminal. But the idea that we're going to just send billion after billion after billion to Ukraine and we're not going to be allowed to ask where it's going. I mean, let's think about this for a second. If somebody says, hey, man, can I borrow money? And you go, sure. What are you going to use it for? And like, I can't tell you. Are you going to give them money? The answer would be no. Probably not, because you're like, Lord knows what's going on. Now, clearly there's a war happening, but we're not getting any accounting for the money we're spending and the missiles we're spending. And we're not getting any identifiable, you know, definition of victory. They're not saying, well, we're financing the war and we're sending this and that because this is exactly why. All they're telling you is broad strokes. We're protecting democracy. If you don't, you're a Putin puppet. But they don't care about protecting democracy. If they did, they wouldn't be outsourcing our domestic energy production to dictators in Venezuela. Okay, they wouldn't be empowering somebody like Putin by relinquishing our energy independence on the world stage. We were a net exporter of energy when Biden got into office. Okay, now we're back to importing it again. Biden sucks. Okay, and a lot of people feel that way, not only here, where he has just hit the lowest recorded poll number of his presidency, but overseas. So let me give you the lowdown on this. This is Iran. The biggest state sponsor of terrorism in the world, okay, a country that chants death to America so often, it's now like it's just a thing you do. Like some of us here in America go to karaoke, other we go to a ball game. You know what I'm saying? You know the song Chicken Fried, Zach Brown, a little bit of chicken fried, that whole thing, cold beer on a Friday night. In Iran, it's a little bit of chicken fried, death to America on a Friday night. <laughs> like you can just bash America. And we're like, I've got it. We'll send them $50 billion in cash assets. That's stupid. Use your common sense. But that's what Obama did. The Iranian nuclear deal, deal propped up by the media, cheered as some signature foreign policy accomplishment, sent $50 billion in cash assets to a country that wants to destroy us. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. But again, why did we do it? Because, well, they gave us their word. That they weren't going to enrich uranium, you see. The people chanting death to America? Surely they'd never lie to us. I mean, come on, man. Are you stupid or something? Apparently so, because we sent them the money, took their word for it. They continued to enrich, enrich uranium. Didn't always cooperate with investigators. And then what happened? Trump got into office and was like, I'm ripping up the deal. 
And the media was like, oh, hell no. You can't go back on your word, Donald. The media is a bunch of losers. But Donald, for whatever you think of the guy, was doing right by your country. Point being, nothing about that deal calmed down Iran. After we signed the Iranian nuclear deal, they took our, their, our service members hostage. If you've seen that famous humiliating video on the high seas, they continued to finance proxy attacks on our interests. Okay, and now that we're out of the deal, but Biden is negotiating to get back into the deal, they don't even care. Okay, they're not like on their best behavior, walking on eggshells. They're walking on bombshells. Here's the report. According to our Defense Department, you know, the one with the, hey, there's no home here sticker and the rainbow flag. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm laughing because this is insane. It's a coping mechanism for me. I am an intellectually stunted being. I'm upfront with you about that. When things get bad, I get silly. Because if I didn't process it that way, I'd be a lunatic. And who wants to listen to three hours of screaming on the radio all day? I can't do it. Come on. It's exhausting. Anyway, according to the Defense Department, Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guards Corps crashed a UAV into a building near Hasaka in northeast Syria at approximately 1.38 p.m. local time, leaving a U.S. contractor dead. So this is Iran's Revolutionary Guards sent a suicide bomber in there. In response to the attack, our military carried out several precision strikes in Syria, reportedly killing eight Iranians. The Syrian Observatory reports that a U.S. airstrike at an arms depot in Harabash in the eastern city of Dair el-Zawar left six Iranian-backed fighters dead. A second U.S. bombing at a post near the town of Mayadeen killed two more fighters. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, Lloyd Austin saying at the direction of President Biden, I authorized U.S. Central Command Forces to conduct precision airstrikes tonight in eastern Syria against facilities used by groups affiliated with Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps. The airstrikes were conducted in response to today's attack, as well as a series of recent attacks against coalition forces in Syria by groups affiliated with the IRGC. Now understand. Okay, they've always hated us. They've always done proxy garbage like this. They've always fired at our contractors. They famously kidnapped one of our contractors, Bob Levinson, who grew up down the house, uh, down the block from me, where I grew up in Levittown. Okay, my neighbor, four houses down, Bob Levinson, was taken hostage in Iran and hasn't been seen again to this day. They assume he was dead under the Trump administration, but we've still never gotten that critical explanation because we just don't know. But this is who Iran is. They've always been bad to us. But you know what we always haven't done in retaliation as people are getting emboldened on the world stage, as people want to step to the champ? Okay, we've never had a week like the one we just had where the Pentagon announced to the world that LGBTQ rights are the biggest part of our foreign policy. Do you understand? I support your rights as an American to do anything. Oh, God, anything. Dress what you want, be what you want, say what you want, identify as what you want. But when it comes to the military, the only thing, the only thing I need you to identify is the fiercest fighting force on the planet. You don't have to identify as anything else. You don't owe the world inclusion. You know what you owe in the world? Pain. You owe the world pain. You owe the world, you don't want to do this, dude. You don't want to do this. You know how you get peace through strength? By projecting strength on the world stage. You know how you get your contractors bombed? By throwing on Boy George and announcing that everybody's gender transition is paid for. What the hell is the world coming to? Here's John Kirby telling you what it's coming to. Clip one. LGBTQ plus rights are human rights. Uh, And uh, we, again, back to the earlier question, are never going to shy away and be bashful about 
speaking up for those rights and for uh, uh, for individuals to live as they deem fit, as they want to live. And that's something that's a core part of our foreign policy, and it, and it will remain so. Shut up! Will you shut up? Like, listen, we can feel that way. Don't tell everybody else. Meaning, Ed, listen, recruit whoever you want to the military. You want to serve our country? We want you to want to serve our country. But, you know, part of the art of war is not telling your opponent what you're up to. You know, it's like, say, hey, you know, we're hiring people who don't know how to shoot. OK, I'm not saying we're doing that. But if that were the case, probably wouldn't be good practice to announce it to other armies. It might embolden them to come get us. OK, in this moment, we are absolutely emboldening other armies because we can't keep our politics a secret. Everything in this administration is a branding opportunity. OK, their agenda is so important to them, the ideologues, that they tie it to everything. Everything. Think about last week. Russian has Russia has two fighters. They take down one of our drones. What do we respond at the Pentagon with? A statement about how we're going to go about retrieving the drones in an environmentally safe way. That was absolutely dreadful. And it was dangerous. Hey, you blew up our drones. Kind of thing that could, you know, set off World War Three. But more important, let's get the climate under control when we clean up the drone you took down. That was embarrassing. Again, embarrassing and emboldening to our enemies. This is going on. We're being messed with like we never have. They flew a Chinese spy balloon over all our most sensitive nuclear sites. Biden is such a disaster. Think about that. And what was the response? Nothing to China. We came back a week later and shot down some kid's high school science project. A hobby balloon got shot with a $400,000 missile. If you don't think the world is laughing, it's like you're out of your mind. And again, we can have these priorities. But your identity politics agenda doesn't apply to the military. The military needs to kill people. The military needs to turn people into confetti. And so you never you never been to like a, a theme park like a Six Flags or a Hershey Park or a heaven forbid Cedar Point, America's roller coast. Hey girl, right out there in Ohio. Been to all of them, okay? You ever go to that big ride where you know that's a boat ride, everybody's on this boat and it just projects this massive cloud of water so big that when it plunges, if you don't want to go on the ride, you can go stand on that bridge that overlooks the ride and just get soaked by the water debris. That's our military's job. Turn people into that splash. That's what you're there to do. And we're out there on the world stage being like, we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. We want everybody to feel special. We're going to coexist on this battlefield. You're the lowest form of life on earth. He's talking to you, John Kirby. You're so ugly you can be a modern art masterpiece. That was for you, Blinken. Are you little maggots? You make me want to vomit. And there you go, Biden. Jimmy Fallon. He's got great charisma. Yeah. He's always dressed fantastic. He has what I call it. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Hi, everybody. It's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and, of course, what you think. Listen live or get the podcast now at briankilmeadeshow.com. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Fired up on a Friday. I had a great week. So I'm with Sean Hannity last night. I was on with Kennedy. I hung out with Mike P- 
Pence. It was actually Mike Pence pretty funny in the green room. I was giving him a hard time. I said I wouldn't go on TV. I told Hannity I'm not going on TV unless you have at least a vice president or better opening for me when I go on the air. So, nope, not walking onto that set. I need at least a vice president. You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. That's kind of what Penn said, but he was a sport about it. <laughs> it was a sport. So I'm in a good mood. I got home last night. I watched some boxing highlights with Lincoln and Jenny. Things are looking up. But I'm telling you this because I care. The image we're projecting on the world stage, I'm not going to dump a lot of time on this this Friday. There's a lot to get to. It's embarrassing. Here's your Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, okay, making sure everybody understands the State Department needs to modernize and carry out diversity, equity, inclusion initiatives. Again, I want them to hire anyone they want. I don't care who they're banging. I don't care who they want to bang. I don't care what they look like. I don't care what they dress up as on the weekends. But you know what I need them to do? Are you ready for it? I need them to be good at the job. Correct the mundo. That's what we need. I don't want to hear a word about equity unless it's a merit-based equity. I don't care. You could every single person in our government, okay, could be a two-spirit Eskimo woman who's biologically a male. Fine. Just do Just seriously, do the out of your job. That's it. If you're great at your job, we are the United States of two-spirit, one-legged Eskimo women who are actually biological men. I'm in. Get out there. Do the job. Knock the cover all off the ball. Roy, come on. Can't even get the words out. So passionate today. So so jacked up today. Do you speak in English? But here is Blinken. Ah, diversity. Here it is, clip two. The budget will advance our efforts to modernize the State Department, including by expanding our training float, uh, updating our technology, carrying out diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility initiatives, including to make our overseas missions more accessible. I'm grateful for the progress we've already made together, including Congress's support in updating the Secure Embassy Construction and Counterterrorism Act and Accountability Review Board to give us some of the flexibility that we need to open new missions and better manage the risks that we face. You're an idiot! I mean, come on, man. We just want the world to know that we're just diversity and inclusion. Again, I want people to feel included. I want people to feel tolerated. That's not one is not the other. Okay, the highest functioning offices in our country need to be stacked with the most proficient human beings alive he knows what he's talking about and you know who that helps are you ready for it you know who that helps oh god buckle up here it comes but if you go out okay and you get the most proficient people in the world in the military get the most proficient people in the state department okay most proficient people in health and human service most proficient people at the border most proficient people in the police department you know what that actually helps It helps the broadest, most inclusive amount of human beings. Hire people who know what they're doing. It is Fox Across America. Your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. Trying to hold this country together on a Friday. I'm bringing in big backup. Kat Kamek, superstar representative from the great state of Florida. She was toe-to-toe 
with the CEO of TikTok yesterday, and she was not having it with this gentleman. You and me are going to fight when that bell rings at 3 o'clock. It's basically what she said. Uh, Diamond Dave Landau will weigh in as well. But their opening act down in Martinsburg, West Virginia. JC is on the phone. Yo, JC. Jimmy, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Of course, my brother. Come on, man. I I don't have the talent to carry the whole show. I need as much help from the callers as I can get, brother. Well, I tell you what, I, I I'm I'm right with you. I thought uh, I thought what you're saying was spot on as far as our military. I'm I'm 26 years retired, and um, you, you know, it seems like they're trying to make our military uh, a direct reflection of our society. Yep. And and to me, I have a huge issue with that because. It's a different animal, mm-hmm. and we we do, for lack of a better word, we we discriminate discriminate against people uh, that are overweight, that have bad eyesight, mm-hmm. that that have flat feet, that have asthma. It's it's a it's a different animal. So to make it a direct a direct reflection of our society, I think is doing our country a disservice. Spot because on. it affects our combat readiness and our war fighting capabilities. It is, dude, it is the most spot on assessment of this I've ever heard for real, man. I really appreciate you saying it because I'm trying to make this point, but I haven't quite found the direct way to articulate what you just said. The re, you know, meaning I, I can tell people what the job is, which is, you know, we need to project that strength on the world stage and be ready and be capable. But the bigger point is that. We shouldn't be subjecting them to the standards of other jobs because other jobs aren't being asked to do this job, you know, and that's the problem. They're trying to sanitize it and corporatize the military. And if you're going to subject our military to corporate boardroom etiquette, a lot of the things the military needs to be good at, they're not even going to be allowed to do, you know. I, I, I concur. And, and the military, it's, it's not antiseptic, Jimmy. I mm-hmm. mean, there's a lot of of of. of details and a lot of, of jobs and things that has to be done that aren't very pleasant. Mm-hmm. It's just that simple. Yep. And and nobody wants to have that conversation. So whenever they're saying all these other things, I think, listen, I mean, you might be able to back me up on this, but the take I've always given is that there's already no room for discrimination in the military because when the bullets are flying, you're not going to turn down cover from any one race or ethnicity. In all honesty as well, whether someone's sexual preference, nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard something the other day. We've actually cracked the code mm-hmm. because one of the things I enjoyed the most about about being in the military, I, a, a, a litany of things, but one of the things I enjoyed the most is the military is a melting pot in itself. Yep. I mean, I served with, with people from inner city Chicago, and mm-hmm. I served with guys from the farm in Kentucky, mm-hmm. and everyone came together as a team. Honestly, this mm-hmm. isn't lip service. We all no, came together as a team mm-hmm. for one cause, and they were, we were all brothers and sisters. Yep. And that's that's what I missed the most mm-hmm. about being retired. Yeah. So, you know, we cracked the code on that. Yep. And now they're just trying to implement a new one because they can leverage it politically. But it's a scam and we're weaker because of it. And that's my issue. You know, the way other countries are popping off right now is a sign of disrespect to us. It is. okay. Yeah, I'll give you an example. Like growing up here in New York, there were neighborhoods the mafia ran. okay. and you know what they didn't do in the mafia run neighborhoods? Wasn't a lot of crime. okay. and I'm not (laughs) telling you the mafia was good and virtuous, but they were feared and respected by the petty thieves and the dirtbags because they didn't 
want a problem with the mob. Now, in the world, we're supposed to carry that level of respect. I'm not saying we have to fix horse races, but I wouldn't mind a tip if you have one. But the, <laughs> but the point is, they don't respect the mafia anymore. Come on, man. JC, you fired me up, but there's a brilliant call, and I really appreciate you sharing this analysis because it's spot on, brother. Absolutely. Hey, Jimmy, real quick, the last time I talked to you, mm-hmm. uh, uh, we, we, we were talking to, uh, over the holidays, yep. you requested uh, that you know your family give you bourbon. You said you had a nice little stockpile of Buffalo Trace. So my question is, have you had an opportunity to put a dent into it, or are you still oh, stocked up? JC, can Mikey, can you just make sure HR isn't listening? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a couple of tips. <laughs> if you must know, JC, the champ has put up some good numbers, and I appreciate your concern on the matter. <laughs> thanks, man. Hey, Jimmy, thanks yep. for taking my call. Thanks for the show, and you're, you're, you're great, man. Excellent, Love brother. Love you. I'll see you soon. There he goes, the great JC down in Martinsburg, West Virginia. Telling me I need to uh, drink some more Buffalo Trace. <laughs> Yo. I am playing defense. This is what happens. Okay, I should have mentioned this to JC. But if you're a man, okay, over the age of 40, no one knows to get you anymore for, like, Christmas and your birthday. No one knows what to get you because you don't need anything. You're self-sufficient. You work. You provide for yourself nine times out of ten. Then you need to have the things you want. If there's something I, I don't have that I want, it's stupid. It's usually like some weird sport coat from the overweight figure skater collection or it's some cigar I want to smoke. But the point is it's so hard to shop for men over the age of like 40 that if you tell one person you want something, everyone you know gets it for you too and you wind up with 5,000 of them. So like I asked for a bottle of whiskey and wound up with a distillery. You know, I asked for a cigar. I'm now enrolled in like 12 Cigar of the Month clubs. It's a mess right now. So, yes, to answer your question, JC, uh, we've probably had probably had a glass or two of whiskey between Christmas and today. But I digress because no one, no one, as astonishing as this is going to sound, no one was drunk in the chamber yesterday when they held their little house hearing. It was a house hearing. Uh, The Democrats held yesterday in regards to this new House bill the Republicans want to pass. Now, what the Republicans are trying to do at a national level is they're trying to take the Ron DeSantis bill, the parental rights and education bill, and make that the standard, the industry standard throughout the country. Now, what does that bill do? I've read it for you on the air. It's six pages long. Okay, it's very, very simple. It does two things. It says, one, you cannot... Talk to kids between the ages of kindergarten and third grade about sex. We should all agree on this. We live in a world right now where if you talk to your coworkers about sex, you're fired. But if you talk to kindergarten kids about sex, you're hired? That way, that's what's going on? That's not right. And we all know it. Okay, anybody who wants to talk to a kid between the ages of kindergarten and third grade is either a pedophile Or, let's be honest, okay, I don't like to say it, but either a pedophile or the president of the United States right now. Come on, man. Go read the Ashley Biden diary and get back to me on that joke. But stick with me. Come on now. Okay, the DeSantis Parental Rights and Education Bill bans sex ed for kids between kindergarten and third grade. I think it should go further. I think it should go to like seventh or eighth grade. But fine, kindergarten and third. And it bans gender ideology instruction. Means when a kid's between the ages of kindergarten and third grade, you cannot... Teach them to switch genders. Why? Because kids are still too fluid to make permanent life-altering decisions 
for their bodies. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. That's the bill. That's the bill. The Democrats spun it as, oh, don't say gay. He's banning gay people. I can't believe it. He never says the word gay once in the bill. Okay. He doesn't specifically ban any type of sex ed. It's not like he said, well, you could teach straight sex, but you can't teach gay sex. You could teach straight sex, but you can't teach trans sex. No, no, no. You can't teach any sex. You want to know why? Because you shouldn't be teaching sex to little underage kids. That's all it is. All it is. But the Democrats ran with it. And yesterday they got onto the House floor. And I just, again, we're going on a stupid hunt right now for the next half hour of the show. Okay? I'm taking you on a trip. You're all going to have a chance. You know those, like, luxury hunting clubs where you pay so much to belong that they overstock the woods with deer? So it's like you, you can't not shoot a deer if you go hunting at these clubs. It's like a one square mile of woods, and they have 4.2 million deer. Like, you, <laughs> you actually just you shoot a deer. Deers are shooting themselves. It's so overcrowded. They're like, I can't take this anymore, Murray. I'm out of here. Goodbye, cruel world. Little note with a hoof on it. Okay, I'm taking you. I'm giving you an honorary one-day membership in one of those luxury hunting clubs. But in this case, we're not hunting for deer. We're hunting for stupid comments. Okay, I am not equivocating this with us shooting at the people you're about to hear from. I am equivocating this as us intellectually mowing down stupidity. You can tie it to the hood of your Bronco and drive it home. You can bring it to the taxidermist. Okay, this is a fictitious exercise, but it's a necessary exercise because there's never been a dumber time to be alive right than right now. This is the dumbest time they've, it's ever been. And I say this all the time. Our problems, okay, are stupid problems. It's not a border problem. It's a stupid problem. Stupid people are in charge of the border. We could solve the border in five seconds. We have the necessary uh, people in place to do it. We have the wherewithal to build that wall. Your border's done. Okay, crime problem. Oh, we don't have a crime problem. Cops in this country shut it down tomorrow. Oh, God. Especially the old school guys that are just hanging on because they care about the force. They know it's no time to be on it anymore, but the fact that they care and they're good people and they want to see society take that turn for the better before they walk away, they feel like they have unfinished business. There's a lot of great men out there, a lot of great women out there that are on police forces they shouldn't be on anymore. Okay, but they care. Okay, those people could clean the society up in two seconds. You know what you got to do, though, right? You got to get the hell out of the way. You got to let them do their jobs. You've got to create more empathy for the cop than the criminal. We're not doing that. But when it comes to this bill, these are the stupid people on display. We'll start with Hakeem Jeffries, who says House Republicans don't want you to learn about the Holocaust. That is a fact check false. Of course it is. But here he is claiming it anyway. Clip five. Extreme MAGA Republicans don't want the children of America to learn about the Holocaust. You're a bald-faced liar. A liar. Wait, we don't want them to learn about the Holocaust? Let me just give you this really quick, okay? This matters, okay? There is not a single Republican on earth, nor is there a single interaction you can have with arts and culture in this country that doesn't involve some type of a link to the Holocaust, okay? Every movie that comes out every year, there's some type of a link. Every day, there's some type of a somebody's accused of being Hitler. Okay, the Democrats only have one bit. It's you just agree with me or you're Hitler. That's been their nom de rigueur all the way back to the 70s. Okay, it's the same thing for the you know for the Republican Party though. When it comes to teaching about the Holocaust, of course they want to teach about the Holocaust. Nobody is denying the teaching of history. Nobody. Okay, what they do is they tie this curriculum to other things. They're like, well, here's a teach you about the Holocaust course that also teaches a three-year-old to chop off his genitalia. And we're like, yeah, I don't know about the genitalia part. And they're like, you want to ban the Holocaust? No, no, not at all. 
But here's the thing, okay, because no one, not one Republican, no one is on record because they would be fired instantaneously and rightfully so. If somebody said they don't want to teach about the Holocaust, those who don't learn about the past are condemned to repeat it. That's the old adage. There is no one in polite society who could retain a job. You couldn't be pumping gas in New Jersey if you openly declared on the Internet you don't want people learning about the Holocaust. They would dox you, they would contact your employer, and they would fire you. But since we brought up the Holocaust, Hakeem Jeffries, I don't know, maybe let's acknowledge the fact that your party is trying to eliminate the air quote toxic masculinity that enabled us to beat the Nazis. Think about that. Nobody's denying you the existence of the Holocaust, but I can be honest with you. We ain't taking the Nazis a second time around with pronouns and climate change, jackass. Is more stupid. Here's AOC. Talking about how she supports freedom over fascism. I mean, man, clip six. They are asking the Republican Party to keep culture wars out of classrooms. Our children need urgent and aggressive educational solutions. Mm. The American Library Association coming out against this Republican proposal. When we talk about progressive values, I can say what my progressive value is. And that is freedom over fascism. AOC is a dope. Okay, it's not fascism what Ron DeSantis is doing in Florida. He did the reverse. The government didn't force you to agree with it. The government didn't silence your views on the vaccine, you know, like they did up in Washington, D.C. and the party AOC supports. AOC is a dope. Say it again. Okay, and the idea that the government is saying, no, you can't force any ideology on these children. That's not fascism. The government's saying, let them grow up and, and evolve into what they're going to become before you start mutating them in a, in a surgeon's table. That's not fascism. You know what that's called? Oh, you're not ready for this, and I know you don't like it in the Democratic Party, but what that's called is freedom! But she doesn't know the difference. Okay, here is Sheila Jackson Lee on the stupid hunt. I told you they're everywhere. She says she's fighting against slavery that still exists today. Clip 7. Don't we want our children to be kind? Don't we want our children to know that slavery was wrong as I fight against slavery today that Wait, still what? exists? What? Don't we want our children to understand the basis of all of our history, the mosaicness of this nation and African-American history? Don't we want teachers to get the salaries that they deserve? Oh, shut up, woman. <laughs> As I fight against slavery today, that still exists. That's right. We're such a bunch of enslavers. And this guy, what? What is, where, where am I? What is going on, dude? I mean, if she was talking about China, the country that her party is empowering economically and militarily, then yeah, slavery still exists. China is the biggest human rights abuser in the world. They are using slave labor and child labor. In the Uyghur province of Hubei. Okay, yes, they are. No question. Yes, they are. But she's claiming that slavery is going on here in America. You're not telling me the truth. Okay, she's a stupid person. It's not because of her race, not because of her gender. It's because she isn't intelligent. Bingo, man, bingo. And that's the biggest issue we're up against. Every problem in this country, we have shameless liars. Shameless liars. Okay, that are willing to say anything in the name of political power. But the problem we have in this moment 
is that there are too many stupid people that can't think for themselves that go along with the whole charade. When she says, I'm fighting against the slavery that still exists in America today. There's a lot of people that shook their head like, yeah, no, no, we got to we got to stop that. No, that can't go on. But here's a newsflash. It's not going on. Okay, when AOC talks about fascism, not going on. Certainly not down in Florida. No, ma'am. And when Hakeem Jeffries says, oh, they don't want to teach people about the Holocaust, this is an idiot. Okay, these are stupid people. If they believe it, they're stupid. And I want to believe they're stupid because the alternative is that they're a bunch of sociopaths. Okay, and that doesn't end good for anybody. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. Critics are calling it the show of the year. Personally, I think we got hosed on that call. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America. Your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon, taking my talents to TV tonight. I'm going to be back on with Sean Hannity. Uh, tomorrow night, I'm on with Lawrence Jones. Lawrence Jones Cross Country Monday. I am back on the Greg Gutfeld Show as a guest. Don't get excited. I am only on as a guest. I know people got excited. They hear, oh, Jim's going to be back on Gutfeld. They're like, he's hosting again. <laughs> but then I was like, no, no, I'm just a guest. And yeah, I understand. It's all right. Don't worry. We'll, we'll prop up Greg for the hour. I kid. He's great. He's the king of late night. And as a matter of fact, you didn't hear this from me, but I am guest hosting the show again on Monday night, April the 10th. There you go. See that? Keep that between us. I tell you guys way too much on the radio. And in the next hour, Kat Kamek is going to come by to one-up me. This is a hold my beer moment if ever there was one. Kamek was in the TikTok hearing, toe-to-toe with the CEO, and was not buying any of it. I mean, not even a little. Not even close. Nope. It's going to be great. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy. Jimmy, back in action on a Friday. It's Fox Across America. Jimmy Fallon's in the house. Kat Kamek coming by from the 3rd Congressional District of Florida. She was in... The TikTok hearing yesterday, questioning the CEO and not having it. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. It was wild. It got chippy. Uh, She will give us the lowdown in this hour. 888-788-9910. If you want to be a part of the shindig, the rule's the same every day, man. Be a Republican, be a Democrat, just don't be a... That is it. It's an all-skate, all-inclusive resort here. You can do whatever you want. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what color you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how dumb you are. And best of all, we are not going to steal your data. You know who is? TikTok. That's true. That is true. So here's the scam, okay? this is You just need to get up to speed on this. A lot of you don't, aren't on TikTok. You don't care. Okay, some of you have young kids. You do care. Some of you have wives who like watching wacky lip syncing videos. And, oh, look, this guy dressed his cat up as Yoda. <laughs> I still believe at its core, TikTok is just China punking us, like using us for their comedic entertainment. Because in China, TikTok is all academic, math, stuff, science, social, whatever. And you can only go on it for about 40 minutes a day. In America, TikTok is just a handheld insane asylum. 
It's millions of people doing choreographed dance routines in their pajamas. Here's the recipe I made. You know, for some small businesses, it's actually a legitimate marketing tool. But here's a newsflash. You could use that marketing tool on a company that isn't run by the Chinese Communist Party, that isn't harvesting your bio data, that isn't stealing all of your messages off other apps, that isn't logging into your emails, that isn't monitoring every sensitive communication you happen to be privy to. Okay, TikTok, owned by the Chinese Communist Party, is spying on us. Okay, that's the issue with TikTok, if anybody wants to know. Okay, and in the short term, the reason this has become a problem is because we live in this moment now of, like, weapons-grade instant gratification. Oh, you want a pair of pants? Hit a button on your phone. They'll be here in the mail tomorrow. Oh, well. You want a pair of pants that you've already ordered? Okay, you don't have to hit the button. Just respond to this, you know, they'll be here tomorrow. The point is, whatever you want. You want food, you hit a button, it's going to show up at your house in 30 minutes. You could buy a car right now without ever seeing it in person. Okay, in a lot of, in a lot of ways, this is good. It's convenient, it's fast, it's efficient. But the point is, we've gotten to this warp speed where nobody really stops to ask questions. And when I mean ask questions, I mean read the user agreements that you're agreeing to so you can get that thing you want in a hurry. Now! Now! I need it now! I I, got to have it now. I need that. Nope. Now! Mom! I want it now! That's what we've become. Okay? Life has become so convenient, nobody appreciates anything. It's an exercise in shouting the frustrations over what you don't have. Never mind that you do have 33 things you didn't have an hour ago. What don't you have yet? And I am not happy. Okay, that's what life has become in a lot of ways. And China exploits that. They've exploited like our obsession with immediacy by engineering an app. It is run by the Chinese Communist Party. It is owned by TikTok is owned by a company called ByteDance. That is run by the Chinese Communist Party. And what they did is I like, well, listen, Americans are fat and stupid and in a hurry. What if we give them a popular app and in the user agreement, we literally get their permission to take everything we want from them? TikTok, just to be clear, okay, if we're going to have a semantic debate, they're not spying on you because spying would imply that they're doing this without your permission. The truth is when you scroll to the bottom of that, click that user agreement and say, I agree, because you want to go see those three sorority girls, you know, reenact the summer loving song from Greece, hopping around in a pillow fight or something, you know. <laughs> that is a chick in a bikini sing show tunes. Hubba hubba. Okay, but while you're saying hubba hubba, China's saying, come on down. We're going to steal your stuff. And that's what they're doing, stealing your stuff. So yesterday, the CEO of TikTok, who knows there's a bipartisan appetite right now, There's a bipartisan appetite to ban TikTok in this country because of what they're guilty of. The CEO of TikTok went before Congress yesterday and did that thing a guy does when he knows the woman's ready to walk out the door once and for all. Okay, he starts making ridiculous promises. Oh, baby, I was going to take you for a cruise around the world, girl. I just bought the tickets. Where are you going? That whole thing. Oh, baby, I bought you diamond ring, girl. How how you going to leave me now? Who am I going to give this ring to? And that's what they were trying to do. They were trying to stop baby from walking out of the room. Okay, but understand, they have means of doing this. TikTok's lobbying has increased from $300,000 in the year 2019 to over $130 million in Washington this year alone. They're spending some big shkadon, big money, because they want to, you know, get people like Jamal Bowman. I played you his clip yesterday. 
who said we can't ban TikTok because it's racist. I'm like, dude, at least wipe the crumbs off your jacket from the lobbyist lunch you just went to. <laughs> Here he is. It's let's not be racist. Listen to this clip 22. So let's not have a dishonest conversation. But you're doing that. Let's not be racist towards China and express our xenophobia when it comes to TikTok because American companies have done tremendous harm to American people. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Let's not have a dishonest conversation. He said as he was having a dishonest conversation. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Nobody is saying Chinese people are bad. (laughs) Nobody is saying no more Chinese people. What they're saying is the Chinese Communist Party, you know, the one that still deploys slave labor to this day, you know, the one that steals a trillion dollars in our intellectual copyrights every single year, the one that devalues their currency as a way of beating us in trade deals, the one that's harvesting the organs of Uyghur Muslims, Okay, those people, they might not have our best intentions in mind when they get their hands on our bio data, when they get access to our microphones and our camera and we sign away the ability for them to impersonate us on other apps. That's the argument here, you jackass. Seriously, Jamal Bowman, adults are talking and I like a good lunch as much as the next guy. Have you ever seen me? is a P-I-G pig. I'd love to go down the K Street and have an $8,300 lunch, but I'm not going to sell out my country if that's what it takes. But that's exactly what happened to Jamal Bowman. A lobbyist talked to him. Okay, you can't make this about racism. This has nothing to do with race. Americans of all races are having their data stolen, getting spied on. And if you were any doubt about whether or not it's true, here is Xiao Chu. He is the CEO of TikTok. Being asked if China is using TikTok to spy on us. And you know what he says? Well, spying isn't the right word for it, which is a really fancy way of saying it is. What can I tell you, kid? You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Here it is. Clip 11. Has ByteDance spied on American citizens? I don't think the spying is the right way to describe it. This is ultimately. We can differ uh, on that. This is ultimately an internal investigation. Any TikTok. Did you, I mean, stop it. You guys spying? Well, I don't think spying is the right way to describe it. We're just taking all of your data when you're not looking. I mean, what's the difference? The answer? There is none. Here is Xiao Chu being asked by Representative Lada, does China have access to U.S. data? Clip 12. Yes or no? Do any bite dance employees in China, including engineers, currently have access to user, U.S. user data? Today, all um, U.S. user data is stored by default in the Oracle Cloud infrastructure, and access to that is controlled by American personnel. Employees in China, including engineers, currently have access to U.S. data. Uh, Congressman, uh, I would appreciate this. This is a complex uh, topic. Today, all data is stored by default. It's not that complex. Yes or no? Do they have access to user data? We have after Project Texas is done. The answer is no. Listen, dude, okay, what did he just say there? Did you hear the last line? Do they have access to user data? He says, well, after Project Texas is done, after it's done, the answer is no. Oh, wow. Why is that a wow? Because he's saying right now they currently do.
So you get what's going on here? TikTok knows. The Chinese Communist Party knows. They have to stop the bipartisan appetite to force a sale to an American buyer or an outright ban of TikTok. So he's making promises. Oh, baby, I know I'm stealing your data. But once Project Texas is done, baby, I ain't going to steal your data no more. Where you going, baby? That's what's going on here. Baby's leaving, so they're making big promises. But he just flat out admitted that they're stealing your data. Does China have access to the data? Well, after the new project is done, they won't, which is a really fancy way of saying they currently do. Let me give you a little more, okay, because this matters. You don't think it matters. You think of apps as convenience. Hey, I want to see the video. Hey, did you see that video? It was a dog. It was dressed up as Einstein. It actually looked like Einstein, but it's a dog. And in America, we're like, this is amazing. And the rest of the world is just laughing their asses off at us. Look at these dumb Americans. Do you realize no one else is doing this but us? We've turned our entire country into an Amsterdam window hooker. I love it when you talk dirty. No, that's what we are. Everybody's just in front of a window now being like, hey, look at me. Hey, look at me. Look what I can do. Hey, come on. Look at me. That's all Instagram is. Instagram should be called, this is what I'd look like if I was hot. Because it's a lot of people putting 77 filters on themselves to make them better looking than they really are. And again, I don't doubt that some of them are good looking. The ones that are truly profoundly good looking, though, it's, it's my favorite thing about them, is it's like they're finding creative ways to allow dirtbag friends of mine to justify their perversions. They're like, yeah, bro, this chick, she cooks nude recipes. And I just, I really love the pasta. So, you know, I watch it day in and day out. It's just such a good chef. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Nah, bro. There's this yoga instructor. She's, you know, she walks around in these skimpy thong bikinis. And she does all these, like, planking exercises. I'm getting in shape from watching her. Oh, dude, I don't doubt that you're exercising while you watch her. What the hell did you just say? <laughs> But all of these dumb things and these quests for relevance and these, hey, look at me, they're coming at the expense of time spent online. The way these platforms make money is by advertising to the people who are held hostage by these platforms. And the way they keep you, the longer they keep you online, the more lucrative their advertising sales become. So they are enabling just a wild, wild west here in America to keep you staring at these stupid screens all day so they can sell you advertising. But it's a twofold problem because while they're making advertising money, China, for every second that you're on that app, is burrowing into your data that day. Well, what do you do on the other app? I know he's on TikTok, but while you're on TikTok, they can go into Messenger. While you're on TikTok, they can go into your Google email. They can go into your Yahoo. They can go, in, they can go into the other apps on your phone. Do you get it? If you have if you're on TikTok and you're using your home Wi-Fi, any other device connected to that Wi-Fi network, they have position to look at permission to look into. So think about that. Lincoln's not on TikTok. We banned TikTok from Lincoln doesn't have it. Jenny got rid of TikTok too. And Jenny liked TikTok. There's a lot of small businesses on there. There's stuff going on. But to be clear, that stuff can happen on Instagram too. But the point is, while Lincoln is on TikTok, just Lincoln, okay, I don't even have the app on my phone. If I'm using the same Wi-Fi server as him, they can still get onto my phone, even though I didn't give them permission. While Lincoln is on TikTok, they can still get on Jenny's phone, even though she didn't give them permission. That's how pervasive and intrusive this is. Here's a newsflash. China, okay, our biggest geopolitical foe in the world, the people who have openly declared that not only are they stealing our current, our capital and our intellectual property rights, but their 50-year plan is to replace us on the world stage, 
okay? China is not harvesting your data because they want to help you. And I know people are just thinking of it in terms of immediacy. Well, I just want the thing. I got to see the video. Come on, man. Here, Xiaochu asked if he would commit to not selling data in the future. He can't say yes. Clip 14. Mr. Chu, even in Congress, even if Congress were to ban TikTok, I'm concerned that China or others would still have access to U.S. consumer data by purchasing it it through data brokers. Will you commit not to sell any of TikTok's data to data, data brokers now or in the future? We do not do that. We do not sell data to data brokers now. Uh, Will you commit to not do it in the future? This is a there are certain mem- members of our industry who do this. You know, I think this has to be broad legislation to help us, the whole industry, address this problem. <laughs> so again, what did she say? Will you commit to not selling data? He said... The answer would be no. Bottom line. Get him out of here. Get him out. It's the show that never hits the books. I love the poorly educated. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America. And we are having a grown-up conversation about TikTok and the need to get rid of it. Kat Kamek is our guest in the next break. Here is a clip of Kat yesterday dressing down their CEO, clip 16. That video was posted 41 days ago. As you can see, it is captioned me as F at the House Energy and Commerce Committee on March 23rd of this year. This video was posted before this hearing was publicly noticed. I think that's a very interesting point to raise. But more concerning is the fact that it names this chairwoman by name. Your own community guidelines state that you have a firm stance against enabling violence on or off TikTok. This video has been up for 41 days. It is a direct threat to the chairwoman of this committee, the people in this room, and yet it still remains on the platform. And you expect us to believe that you are capable of maintaining the data security, privacy, and security of 150 million Americans where you can't even protect the people in this room? I'll break you in half like a little toothpick. That's basically what she's saying. Okay, so TikTok, who, you know, wants you to believe we take down sensitive content and TikTok left the video up for 41 days where someone was threatening to assassinate the chairwoman of that meeting yesterday. Mind you, the video was posted before the date was given out publicly for the hearing, meaning whoever had knowledge, okay, to post that video was probably given to it from an actual insider in Congress. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. But the bigger issue is TikTok didn't go out of their way to do anything about it. Why? Because he's threatening conservatives. There's a double standard in the country, guys, and it's bad for Democrats, too. It doesn't help you because we don't make progress on issues if we pretend they're only happening on one side. Do you understand? For all the lectures about the Capitol, January 6th, it's bad. Great. Shouldn't be storming the Capitol. I agree. I was on the air. I was like, hey, get out of there. Okay, but it wasn't a coup. They weren't trying to overthrow the government. We weren't going to have a President Chewbacca in that weird hat. Okay, but it was a bad moment for America. But the reason a lot of Republicans didn't dial in to the importance of political violence and raising tensions and everything in between 
is because to this day, the Democrats don't even acknowledge that a Bernie Sanders campaign worker physically shot up a congressional baseball game. A guy who worked on Bernie's campaign and listened to it for a year to Bernie saying Trump is the devil and a white supremacist and a Nazi and everything in between. A guy was so perplexed by the idea that Trump won the presidency that he was like, oh, well, guess it's time to revolt. Now, to be clear, the actions of the fringe are their own. They're the ones that should be held accountable. But the reason we don't make progress in this country on issues like political violence is we're too busy pretending that it's only happening on one side of the aisle because it's not always convenient to acknowledge that it's happening on both. And that's the biggest issue we have facing our country right now is the dishonesty of the press. Journalism in this country is dead and buried. Oh, no, you didn't. Those were the words of our next guest as she stood toe-to-toe with the CEO of TikTok. I'm talking about superstar congresswoman from the 3rd Congressional District of Florida. Kat Kamek is in the house. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. A little feisty yesterday. I got to be honest. I was on Kennedy last night covering your story, and uh, we bumped in on a clip of you dressing down the CEO of TikTok and uh, Kennedy made a comment that you had lasers coming from your eyes. It was intense. It was I was into it. It was hot. <laughs> Don't get too excited now, Jimmy. No, I know how you get. See, hey, stop it now. Hold on now. Um, listen, I'm but I'm I'm right there with you, and I've been trying to make this point for a little while now. So let me just ask you this: It's a big box question. Yeah. Who do you trust more, TikTok to protect your data, or Hunter Biden to protect your drugs? Assuming oh. you had some. Assuming you had some. <laughs> I'd have to go with option B there, Jimmy. Uh, <laughs> Hunter over that. TikTok. Come on. They work for the 100%. same government. What do you mean? They oh work for the God. same government. That's funny. Would I... <laughs> Listen, you and I both know that it was absolutely the dog and pony show of the year. Yep. Watching TikTok try to squirm around and, and say, oh, China has nothing to do with it. While simultaneously mainland China is saying in publicly, we oppose a sale, we oppose a ban. Yep. And I'm like, if you're not involved, why do you care? Yep. And it's like, uh, I mean, they, they keep saying the quiet part out loud. That's the thing that just gets me. I mean, it was, it was uh, pretty amazing that it took TikTok and uh, the CEO, bless his heart, mm-hmm. failing absolutely miserably to bring <laughs> Republicans and Democrats together. But by golly, that is the most bipartisan topic on Capitol Hill today is TikTok and their absolute failure when it comes to uh, protecting data, privacy, and, of course, they have done a miserable job of covering their tracks and connections to the CCP. So true. You know what it reminded me of? Um you know, he was basically there playing the role of like, you know, when a woman is finally leaving a man, so he starts making big promises like, oh, baby, I was going to take you for a cruise around the world, girl. I can't believe you. I just bought the tickets, girl. Where are you going? Like he was talking about because this is the tell and this is the moment it really leaped out at me when he was asked if China has access to our data and he tried not to answer it. And then he ultimately said, well, once we implement Project Texas, they won't, which means they exactly. currently do. Hey, girl ridiculous exactly i mean that was just every single member of the committee was hitting it 
dead on Mm -hmm. every single question. I mean, and it was embarrassing. You would think with how many millions of dollars that they have spent in in paying these very fancy lobbyists and and consultants to help prepare this CEO and the company for this moment, Mm -hmm. they couldn't answer basic questions like, are you a member of the Chinese Communist Party? He couldn't answer that. When asked uh, if, if he would publicly condemn the genocide actively taking place in China right now, he refused to talk about it. Nope. It was embarrassing from start to finish, and I, I just I continue to go back to the fact that everybody, Republicans, Democrats, were wow. united in really highlighting the fact that not only was he well prepared, but this platform is not about funny dances and filters no. it's about data harvesting for the chinese communist party for nefarious purposes we know that we've known that and it's time to actually take action at this point imagine that representative kat kamik is on the line from the great state of florida third congressional district and it's like i'm with I'm you third, gr- baby i uh, know <laughs> with you girlfriend they're like i like a cat dressed up as yoda as much as the next guy <laughs> but it's like we could probably do I that on like DJ. you have a pj set like a onesie with that on there right <laughs> my, my cat ain't down for the costumes my cat my cat daisy is like 18 she ain't having it she's a very opinionated lady though she'll tell you how she feels but i don't know that That's she's your doing spirit animal yeah. i feel it <laughs> <laughs> but uh here's the issue there okay you can do the things we're doing on tiktok on other apps and and not be yeah. spied on by the chinese communist party i think is the point we're trying to make and the interesting yeah. thing here is that the chinese government is so vehemently against us this thing being sold to an american buyer so to me that's the game set match moment that you realize it's a far it's like a foreign policy asset to them yeah absolutely this is 100 percent an extension of the ccp and I, I the point i was trying to make in my testimony was really showing the timeline you go back to 2013 and chairman xi jinping is talking about we need to Uh, target different audiences, target different countries with short-form video. And it coincides just perfectly when ByteDance purchased Musical.ly, which Mm -hmm. was a fledgling, you know, failing app, and they turn it around, they put it on steroids, and then they start pushing, which, of course, everyone who knows TikTok knows that it's short-form video. Mm -hmm. And they did something that was unique in the social media world. Mm -hmm. Instead of having an algorithm that was based on preferences, they built a behavioral algorithm Mm -hmm. that is based solely on what you are watching, what you're engaging with, Mm -hmm. not who you follow, but Mm -hmm. how much time, how many seconds are you spending on each video? Mm -hmm. The more time you spend on one particular video, then they'll feed you more of that. But then they up the ante because that that shock value is what they're looking for. They're trying to keep you engaged because while they're keeping you engaged, they're keeping the shiny objects in front of you, they're simultaneously tracking your keystrokes. They're tracking tracking your geolocation. They're going through your phone, pulling all of your biometric data, your health data. How many steps are you taking? Where do you live? Who do you converse with? It is so nefarious of what they're actually doing that when people say, I don't understand why you're all worked up over some silly dances on online, I'm like, you're an idiot. Yep. You literally have no idea what's going on. They don't get it. I know. It's <laughs> I mean, like adults are talking. Yeah. And, and just to drive the point home, you know, TikTok paid big money to fly in influencers from all over the country mm-hmm. to try to sell members of Congress on, please don't take away our favorite app. Yep. And- if they knew how they were being used as pawns mm-hmm. to perpetuate the theft of personal data mm-hmm. for 
wartime purposes mm-hmm. in addition to supporting genocide. Yep. I mean, I think they might have a different uh, opinion, but I don't know that they would because they're that stupid and they just want the clicks. You know, it's it's I know you're right. You're right in theory. And by the way, thank you for clarifying that the recommendations are behavior oriented. Now I know why all these naughty nurses are in my son's phone. (laughs) (laughs) Finally got to the bottom of this. I'm like, I think he has an interest in health care, (laughs) honey. It looks like Lincoln (laughs) wants to go into health care. As it turns be out, careful, Jimmy. Yeah. They keep amping it up. Yep. You, you never know what you're going to see on TikTok. <laughs> well, it won't be pro-American, whatever it is. Uh, but yeah. let me ask you this, Cat Kamek from the Third Congressional District of Florida. Uh, we have pretty frank discussions on the air. We're, we're just recklessly speculating now. But before <laughs> before idea. Representative Bowman got in front of the cameras yesterday and said oh, we shouldn't God. ban TikTok because it's racist and xenophobic, should he have at least wiped the crumbs off his jacket from the lobbyist lunch he clearly went to before that speech? <laughs> oh, man. Don't forget my favorite part of that whole speech. Well, he at one point stopped and looked at the cameras and said, I understand why Republicans want to ban yes. TikTok, which is funny to me because Democrats do too. (laughs) So he must have missed that memo. Um, But he said the reason why is because Republicans have no swag. Jimmy, (laughs) I may have been born in 1988. I may be the young one up here, Mm -hmm. but I've lived long enough to know that if you have to talk about having swag, baby, you ain't got no swag. (laughs) Never mind. Has he seen any of your dance videos? Does he even know who he's messing Uh, with? He doesn't have a clue. That's okay. He'll find out. How, how can he say that about a party that has Byron Donalds and Wesley Hunt and Kat Kamek? I mean, we could go on for days, but there's a lot of swag in the Republican Party right now, like actual swag. It's it's it was it was it was upsetting to me because he really it really read. It really did read to me like, you know, a guy who had no interest in an honest conversation. When you're invoking racism, here's the thing. If China is using TikTok to spy on Americans, they're spying on every race in this country. Exactly. Well, and I mean, that, that is just like the least intelligent, lowest form of yep. an argument that you can start from, yep. right? Yep. And that's the, that's the squad's default setting. Yep. It has always been, if they don't like something, it's racist yep. or xenophobic. It's bigoted. It's, it's always the finger pointing. They never want to have an honest discussion. And the thing that just kills me is that they are lackeys at this point, defending TikTok, not even really connecting the dots that if they were in mainland China, they would be in one of those camps that we continue to talk about, yeah. where they are persecuted, where there is an active genocide going on because China does not allow for free speech. They don't want you to express yourself. It's, they want compliance by all means necessary to benefit the state of China. Yep. And that is something that has just really missed. The boat in terms of their line of thinking, they immediately jump to, oh, a lot of my constituents are on this. And instead of being a leader and being honest with people and saying, listen, this is a real problem and there's a better way to address it. They just want to point fingers and pull the race card, which, again, it's a juvenile argument. It's one that is completely unfounded. And and I go back to the comment he made about swag. Got to talk about it. You ain't got it. (laughs) Cat Kamek. Bringing it home for the win. Well, listen, you gave me a glorious day on the radio, but you also made for great TV last night. It was it was really fun Aww. because, you know, I'm always on Kennedy, right? I actually started here at Fox because I used to write her show. 
And I, you know, got on the air and started doing radio and everything in between. But I had no idea when she was bringing me on last night I was going to watch some Cat Kamek action. So it was good. It, like, it be, you know how always like, I can't hear your voice and not be in a goofy mood? It's actually like thinking, thinking back on it, I'm going to ask her never to do that to me again, actually, because it went off the oh, rails. Stop. No, because it was good. Gonna be on her show. I, I'm going to be on her show in the next couple of days. Oh, that's good. I'll be hosting it in like a week and a half or something. So we'll reach out. Maybe you can come Ooh. spend some time with your radio buddy. Uh, but Absolutely. E- either way, I, I know you got to run. I'm going to try not to get emotional, but we'll do it again soon. All right. I'll send you tissues. Miss you already, Cat Kamek. <laughs> there she goes, the great Cat Kamek. Did you hear everything she said? And this is the, the only thing you need to know. We're like, ah, oh, the Chinese Communist Party's using TikTok to spy on Americans. And the Democrats are like, no, they're not. And then we're like, uh, okay, we're just going to sell this app. And the Chinese Communist Party's like, you can't do that. Well, no, don't you dare. Ah. Uh-uh. And they sent every lobbyist they could to Washington along with every influencer they could. Why? They don't want the app being sold to an American company because they don't want to lose their ability to spy on us. I don't doubt right now that if this thing ever gets sold to an American company, it's because they've already compromised the algorithm enough to make sure they can still steal data from the app. I mean, there's a lot of bugs out there. Like if you go on Twitter right now, Elon Musk still hasn't figured out how to run Twitter because there was enough internal sabotage that has put certain shadow bans into place, that has implemented certain policies where they're suppressing some topics and takes and commenters and bumping up the visibility of others. It's going down. A lot of a lot of conservatives know this. We had like three weeks, maybe a month, when Elon was buying Twitter and the people that were still employed kind of took off some of the controls, some of the restrictor plate racing and made sure everybody had proper visibility based on their followers. And all of our Twitter numbers went to the moon. You know, 50,000 likes, 30,000 retweets, 100,000 likes. Now some days you write the best joke in the world. You'd be lucky to get 800. And you're like, wait, well, hold on a second. What's going Wait, what is, I don't understand what's. It- what in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? The point is those were American de- developers. It's a bunch of guys with man buns out in Silicon Valley who just lean left and are trying to suppress conservative speech and have still put bugs into the algorithm that are holding down Twitter engagement right now. A lot of, like, big-name conservatives are talking about this constantly because they don't have the reach they did. And some weeks you do, some weeks you don't. It has nothing to do with what you're tweeting and everything to do with how the algorithm's been poisoned. Well, the point being in China is, as Kat was saying, the Chinese Communist Party has amped up the type of videos they're feeding us because they're trying to manipulate behavior. And the reason they're trying to manipulate behavior is the longer you spend on the app, the bigger the window they have to steal your data. The word keystrokes that she just said to you, okay? What keystrokes means is if you're on TikTok and it's open in your phone and then you go over to your banking website and you type in your name and password and start doing some online banking, TikTok has the ability to memorize your keystrokes, which means they can now log into your account when you're not looking. That's what's going on. That's why it has to go. That's the point we're trying to make. It's not about xenophobia towards China. It's not anti-lip-syncing videos or cat-in-a-costume videos. It's anti-letting the biggest human rights abuser in the world have access to every private piece of information that you hold dear. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your husband because they're raping everybody out here. You're listening to the hottest show in the country. Our country is in serious 
trouble. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Let's get some quick calls in here. 888-788-9910. Michael is in Allentown, Pennsylvania, home of Dorney Park. Yo, Michael. Hey, Jimmy. How are you, man? Great to hear you today. Oh, my man. Uh, Do you know everyone? Good Lord, you know everybody. Everyone in the news knows Jimmy Fallon. Do you (laughs) you have dirt on everyone? Is that it? No. Oddly enough, everybody has dirt on me. Uh, (laughs) And they're just just letting me ride it out for the time being. (laughs) Hey, I wanted to make a a quick point about TikTok. Mm. Uh, The spying, absolutely, you know they're spying on us. And not only that, they have access to everything on your phone. Hello, that's Mm -hmm. kind of an issue. But I think it's more a psych ops from Mm. the CCP because – if you look at TikTok in China, they not only limit how much people in China can be on that app, yep. but they only show positive, uplifting videos, yep. people winning at sports, people graduating, all that. Mm-hmm. If you look over here, it's just the opposite, all yep. the crazy stuff. You know, yep. oh, you're really not a boy, you're a girl, you're a girl, not a boy. You know, uh, mm-hmm. all these crazy stunts that yep. the kids are doing and just wasting an enormous amount amount of time Great point. That accomplishing nothing. Uh, I think it's that's that's probably their biggest thing is we're gonna we're gonna make these guys rot from the inside or no the question. Young people up. Yes, and the, and the weirder you are on TikTok, the more likely you are to get invited to the White House. Go figure. <laughs> it's not good, Michael. Hey, Listen, man. Absolutely. <laughs> I I thought I'd have to work hard to go to the White House. Turns out I just gotta shave my legs and throw on a dress. I'll see you there. <laughs> Happy Friday, brother. Get the right pumps, buddy. Hey, girl. I'll see you on the lawn. There he goes. Williams in South Bend, Indiana. Good people out. Yo, William. Hey, Jimmy. How man? I'm good. Uh, Thanks for taking my call. You know, if I keep calling in, people are going to start talking about us talking all the time. (laughs) uh, That's all right. Hey, so um, I first of all, I'm not a a fan of the New York Times, Mm -hmm. but um, somebody, a a good friend of mine, and I were talking about this AI, and Mm -hmm. he sends me this. He sends me this uh, link, and he goes, "You got to read this article that was in the Times today." And it is titled, um, well, it's an opinion, and it's by Ezra Klein. Mm -hmm. The title of it is The Intimate Danger of AI Mm -hmm. is One We're Not Talking About. And it it goes on about an interview with this this guy that was something in the science fiction. And he said, um, and I'll just read you a couple things here. He said, I tend to think that the most fears about AI AI are best understood as fears about capitalism. Number one is what he's talking about, right? Uh And then he says, um, and this is what most people fear about technology and how capitalism is going to use technology against us. Uh Now, this is all in the first paragraph. All right, well, hold on. Before you get to the second, I have 10 seconds. What's the name of the article? We're all going to go read it. What's the name of the article? Okay, it is the intimate danger of AI is one we're not talking about. All right, that's your homework assignment. Give it to you from William. Don't blame me. William, we love you. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. You bet it is. And here we go. Final hour of the week on Fox Across America. Bottom of the ninth. 
and we're going to do it in style. Diamond Dave Landau is coming by, national touring comedian. I have him on the show every week. He's my buddy. He makes me laugh. It's a good way for me to dismount the news cycle. One that was particularly precarious this week. It began with the assumption that the former president of the United States was getting arrested. Wrong. We're not out of the woods yet on that, but we can tell you that Alvin Bragg, the district attorney, does not seat the grand jury on Fridays. Ergo, there have been no updates in the Trump case other than the fact that Trump is, uh, you know, throwing a little bit of a hissy fit on Truth Social. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. No, I'm not. It's it's out there. Some of Trump's Truth Social comments are out there. We can get into them. Uh, His supporters are also getting a little nuts. And, of course, Joe Biden got in front of a microphone again yesterday and spoke to the public. That can't be good. Never good. Anytime you put the guy anywhere near a microphone. But I'm going to begin with a little bit of an overarching framing of where we are. It's Friday. We're heading into the weekend. You feel good. I'm, I'm, I feel good. I'm actually going to be – I'm on Hannity tonight. Pete Hegseth is guest hosting. Uh, but I have a nice six-hour window between the end of my show today and Hannity tonight where I have no other TV or meetings or anything. And I can actually go watch Lincoln play baseball. Lincoln's got a scrimmage today. So I'm ex- on top of the world. Like you are listening to the words of a man who is teeming with gratitude. Like, is that, you know, when you ever see a baby when it can't express itself and it just starts like waving its hands like in no particular way, it's just waving them because it's exciting. Like that's where I'm at emotionally right now. I'm in a great mood. I'm going to go eat something so it's Lent. I got to eat, you know, some type of pasta or pizza or something. I, I have an excuse to eat pizza. That's what I have. So I'm in a great mood. But a point I made last night on Hannity, I was on the Sean Hannity show with myself and Tudor Dixon, former gubernatorial candidate in Michigan, and we were summing up the 2024 race and the fact that it's gotten as contentious as it has. The reason Trump is as cutthroat as he is with DeSantis, and again, some of his posts are like way beyond the beyond. Like he's trying to claim with a straight face that DeSantis was the lockdown governor. Okay, DeSantis is only relevant nationally because he was the first guy to open everything up. He's only relevant nationally because he defied the vaccine mandate. He is relevant for the opposite reasons Trump is trying to pin on him. Trump is ultimately treating DeSantis or the subject of DeSantis, as if Trump is trying to get a pundit's job on MSNBC. Those are the attacks he's levying against DeSantis. They're a little out there, but I'm not here to bash Trump. The point I'm trying to make is it's getting cutthroat in the Republican Party. Why? Because it doesn't matter who wins. They're all going to beat Joe Biden. I agree with that. Okay, presidential primaries are always contentious because people want to be the nominee. People want to run for president. They want the gig really bad. But there's never the degree of certainty going into a presidential primary that we see this time around, where by all accounts, the Democrats are still getting ready to run Joe Biden, a man who, if you've been watching him this week, is, you know, sniffing babies again, more shaking hands with invisible people. Another wild pitch off the teleprompter. He was talking about gun control. And the word he was supposed to be saying is we need to keep guns out of the hands of domestic terrorists. He actually said the words, we need to keep guns out of the hands of domestic political advisors. We have a president that is clearly not all there. Listen to this clip. It's clip 25. But this builds on other steps you've taken and we've taken, like the most significant gun safety law in 30 years to help keep guns out of the hands of 
Help keep guns out of the hands of domestic political advisors. Domestic political advisors. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner in this. The word they were looking for is domestic terrorists. Here's Biden yesterday saying he likes babies better than people. It's interesting because the guy is a champion of late-term abortion. Never mind that babies are people if you were going to split hairs here. Uh, But this is clip 24. Drug companies that raise prices faster than inflation. Now, that's all right. We like babies. You don't have to worry about it. It's it's okay. It's all right. In fact, I like babies better than people. Goodness gracious. The only reason he likes babies is because they both wear diapers. Anyway, okay, Biden's a mess. He's a babbling, rollicking mess. And and whoever beats him. You know those freak years where a team somehow makes the Super Bowl that's clearly outclassed by whoever they're going to play? The San Diego Chargers went in 94. They beat the Steelers. It's actually Jim Harbaugh was the the Chargers quarterback. And they were going up against a Bill Cower coach Steelers team that had home field advantage throughout the playoffs, was an overwhelming favorite to make it. San Diego, not a particularly great team that year, made their way into the Super Bowl. And the NFC Championship game was as cutthroat as it was ever going to be because they all knew they would kill the Chargers. And that's exactly what happened. The 49ers got in that year after beating up the Dallas Cowboys at Candlestick Park in the NFC Championship game. And in came Deion Sanders on defense and offense. He played wide receiver. That was the Steve Young Super Bowl. And they just beat the Chargers like a rented mule. Well, that's where we are in 2024. There's nobody on the Democratic side that has a chance. They have no bench. It's either Biden, so you would not nominate a guy in his late hundreds who doesn't know what country he's in half the time. Or you take him off the ticket and replace him with Kamala Harris? Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. Ha-ha! <laughs> totally. Okay. Biden's particular personal favorite is actually your transportation secretary, Pete Booty Judge. Pete Booty Judge is pathetic. Terrible. Worst transportation secretary maybe in the history of the country. Then there's talk, well, AOC would be old enough to run. AOC is a dope. No question. And the point being is they don't have anybody that's going to be able to win the general election. A close election if it's against Trump because Trump's negatives are so high. But again, just so you understand, I would support Trump over any Democrat. So I'm not here doing a Trump bash. Don't get mad at me, okay? I'm just here telling you the Republican Party, and I said this on Hannity last night, is getting really violent. And it's getting really violent with one another. Why? Because they all want that nomination. Because they know if they can just get it, they're probably going to win. Probably going to win, okay? Because Biden's got nothing. The Democrats have nothing. So that's why it's gotten to the place that it's gotten. And I'll play you some clips because the supporters have really ramped it up. Here's Sebastian Gorka. It's on Newsmax. I don't play a lot of Newsmax clips. Nothing against them. And I, I, you know, I've run into people who work there at cocktail parties. They seem nice enough. But he was on Newsmax, and he was trying to trash DeSantis. They're trying to find an angle of attack on DeSantis. Okay? There were people out there earlier in the week saying, well, DeSantis failed his first big test. When it comes to the potential prosecution of Donald Trump. That is a fact check false. DeSantis trashed the prosecution of Donald Trump, said it was massive judicial overreach, said it was a political persecution and it shouldn't go on in this country. That's exactly what you're supposed to say. He also got a dig in at Trump and said, I don't know anything about the particulars of paying hush money to a stripper. (laughs) And yes, Trump got mad. But understand, guys. 
Okay, if that's the game we're going to play, Trump calls you a pedophile, an actual pedophile. Okay, you don't owe the guy your loyalty. Okay, I'm just telling you because I care. I think he's got a point. But anyway, here is DeSantis. He went on Newsmax, of all places. And uh, he was asked about, you know, other gigs or whatever. He said he's a number one guy. Here it is, clip 26. I think I'm probably, um, you know, more of uh, of an executive guy. I mean, I think that you want to be able to do things. That's part of the reason I got in. I got into uh, this job is because we we have action. We're able to make things happen. And I think that's probably what I'm best suited for. Okay, so what does he say? I want to be the top guy. Sebastian Gorka, clearly a Trump surrogate, wants to be on that payroll or whatever it is. I don't know. I don't wish him any ill will. I met him once. He's very nice to me. Um, But the angle of attack here is taking on DeSantis, very evocative of the Trump angle of attack, meaning they're coming in from an angle where there is no angle. You know those concert tickets where you can get in to see the band, but you're sitting behind the stage diagonally upper deck to the right of the band so you can't see them from the front? Okay, that's the kind of concert ticket he's selling you here. Clip 27. The idea that he says, this is none of our business, I'm going to concentrate on Florida. Your former Jagron, rule of law, should matter to you. And the interview with Piers Morgan was a bloody embarrassment, and now he shows us how big his ego is with you and says, oh, VP, no, 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 I'm an executive. I guess being the, the, the second in line to the presidency, uh, it's just not good enough. Well, uh, uh, shut up, will you shut up? Whatever. See, the thing about it is, this, I, I mean this, we're in a different era now, and the reason I have the career that I do is I'm not a performer. Like, yes, I perform, I'll go do stand-up comedy, but when I talk to you, I talk to you like this. Like, I don't get into, like, a character and sell you a level of emotion that doesn't really fit with the conversation we're having, okay? So when you listen to a clip like Gorka, who's the, really just, again, he might be the nice guy in the world, so don't think I'm, like, trying to pick a fight with him. He's, like, 6'10". Okay, but the point is, when you hear somebody overperforming, overselling an emotion, his interview with Pierce Morgan was not a bloody embarrassment. He said Trump shouldn't be prosecuted. He said this is an abuse of our judicial system. He said this guy shouldn't be doing this. Those are exactly the words you're supposed to say. So when you're trying to extract one sentence or another to give you a better angle of attack, what you're really trying to say is that you don't have one. Bingo. Here's James Carville. Okay, over on MSNBC. And James Carville's trying to take some shots here. And why is he trying to make shots? Okay, people on the left really want Trump to run. You have to know this. Whenever somebody says, oh, they're scared of Trump. No, they're not. They want him to run so bad because you have to understand the Republican primary does not decide the presidency. Yes, Trump is leading in all the polls, but Trump would be the first guy to tell you the polls are garbage. He just spent five years telling you that. Okay. Yes, he's leading in the polls, but the field isn't full. DeSantis isn't in. Scott isn't in. Pompeo isn't in. Pence says he's getting in, which I think is a waste of time personally, but he's a nice guy, and it's America, so do what you got to do. But the point is, the left wants Trump to run because, number one, he's phenomenal for ratings. Number two, all the heavy lifting is already done. They've already convinced enough people that he is some type of white supremacist lunatic that tried to overthrow our government. Folks, In your circle, you might believe, because you're surrounded by people who believe, okay, that January 6th wasn't a big deal. January 6th was not what the Democrats and the media want people to believe it is. It was not that thing. But it doesn't mean the people don't believe it. Do you get what I'm trying to say? And that's where this becomes a lot more complicated in the general election. But here is Carville, who desperately 
desperately. All the people who used to trash Trump any word that came out of his mouth, Trump was like, I like ice cream. They were like, what kind of monster likes ice cream? I've never, never heard of a such a thing. You know what I mean? That's what they were doing. Okay, but you understand, you got to notice this. People are either trashing Trump now, okay, he's good for ratings and they genuinely do hate the guy, or they're doing what Carvel does. They're propping him up, okay, because either way, they want him there. Here's Carvel, clip 28. You know, DeSantis proves the wisdom of Mike Tyson. Everybody got a plan, you hit him in the mouth. That guy, he doesn't know whether to wind his rear, scratch his watch. And he tried to play in a, in a league that he can't play in. Hmm. And that's pretty evident. I mean, he's a confused guy. And, you know, Trump hit him in the mouth and he, he, he lost his plan. He, he just went totally off key. So my, my hat's off to Iron Mike. Wait, but DeSantis lost his plan? That is a fact check false. He hasn't even announced his plan, number one. Come on, Carvel. Well, that's the dumbest thing I've heard of. Get out of here and take your mother with you. Seriously, dude, really think about that. DeSantis didn't do anything, anything to deviate from his plan. His plan is they have a supermajority in the Florida state legislature, and they're going to continue to implement policies and laws and legislation that he wants to run on. Okay, the idea that he lost his plan because he acknowledged that Trump Trump paid off a stripper is ridiculous. That's a person, again, looking for an angle to criticize from. Okay, Carvel is a performer. He plays a character. He comes on dressed like he was just fly fishing. And that's great. Fly fishing sounds awesome right here. Gorka, a performer. They're coming on with a level of emotion and analysis that's not necessarily aligned with the conversation we're having. You ever run into somebody who's clearly giving you the level of emotion they should have given to the previous person? I can tell you this as a cab driver. People would get into your cab all the time. Like, go up to 49th and 5th and don't take the left side of 6th Avenue, you idiot. They're like, whoa, nice to meet you too. And you realize they're coming from a confrontation. The emotion is still running high and they're spilling that conversation into the one you happen to be having. That, it looks incongruent to the situation, okay? Those are angry humans just dealing in their everyday life with other members of the public. What you see on TV a lot is a contrived level of anger, a contrived level of emotion that's designed to provoke a reaction out of the viewer but is often based more in emotion than it is in fact, Okay, the old adage I say all the time, you got the facts, pound the facts, you got nothing, pound the table. When it comes to the criticisms of DeSantis right now, just so we're clear, okay, they're not giving you a lot of facts, but that table sure is taking a beating. Put up or shut up. A show so good, it's hard to describe. It's not a matter of, it's a matter of, you just, oh, in the club, I mean, um, as, as and, uh, you know. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. You know, so, uh. Oh, girl, it is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Going to be wrapping with Diamond Dave Landau. We're going to have a little State of the Union. Uh, We just heard from the Pentagon. I opened the show today. I was talking about how Iranian, Iranian missiles hit one of our bases in Syria. And I said, you know, this is a mess right now. I said people are emboldened on the world stage. They don't respect us the way they used to. This week, our Pentagon declared to the world that its top priorities were pronouns and climate change. That's stupid. 
Use your common sense. The point is they're trying to make the military corporate America. They're trying to hold the military to a standard of inclusion that doesn't suit the purposes of the military. Okay, as our brilliant caller JC said earlier in the show, okay, the military is a different animal. It has a very specific job. It has a lot of specific jobs that aren't pleasant, that don't involve being nice. They involve killing. They involve death. They involve destruction. So I said this idea that we're telling the world we're just worried about making sure we have a climate-friendly battlefield is a really dumb message because it's emboldening hostilities against us because they believe us, because we truly do prioritize these things. But now we have an internal report here at Fox News. I can't believe I'm reading this. Okay, that the military officials say our missile defense system in Syria wasn't working at the time of the attack. Okay, I fine. That's terrible. It's not good. That was embarrassing. Of course it was. But I don't know that we have to broadcast that to the rest of the world. Yeah, not only are we uh, all in the climate change business and making sure the generals have the right pronouns, we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but we don't know how to work the missiles anymore. I mean, do you understand? Get it together, man. Like, I can't, the fact that I'm reading this, and like, this is acknowledged as, oh yeah, like we're telling this to the world. In I, Seriously, where? I'm not a general. The only military officials I know are Captain Crunch. I know Sergeant Slaughter, the old wrestler, maybe General Mills, sold me a lot of cereal through the years. Okay, but when I'm being told to the world that our missile defense systems aren't working, I feel like that's information, I don't know, maybe, sort of, kind of, just a little bit, maybe, you might want to, oh, I don't know, keep that information to yourself. I think he's got a point. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. And we're going to switch up the thought process here. We had Florida Congresswoman Kat Kamek on in the last hour. And she was lecturing us about the evils of TikTok and all the damage it's doing to our country and China's stealing your bio data, all of which is true. But last night as I was talking to Kennedy, we also hypothesized that on some small scale, TikTok might be doing us a favor with all these dumb challenges that are getting people banged up. Uh, joining us now is a gentleman who would never make fun of someone's misfortune after engaging in a TikTok prank. Uh, but I'm sure he'll hear me, hear me out nonetheless. Star comedian Diamond Dave Landau. Hey, girl. Hey, H to the Izzo. How you doing? There it is. So talk to me about this. When <laughs> yeah. you read that there's something called a Kool-Aid challenge on TikTok, where they're encouraging kids to run through a wooden fence like Kool-Aid. With or without TikTok, the kid engaging in this channel is doomed, is he not? Yeah, he was doomed before, but I mean, they're just speeding up the evolutionary process. (laughs) TikTok is basically an expediter, so I'm reading some of these challenges. Like, yeah, you know, it's a Kool-Aid challenge. You run through a fence. If you don't have a fence, you up wood fence. You run through a PVC fence, like your Kool-Aid. Basically, TikTok is digital Legos. It's a way of telling you whether or not you have a stupid child. Exactly. Well, and sadly, they don't say it's for a disease, so there's no way to say if you're virtuous or not. Like, at least if you made the, 
the Kool-Aid challenge for something, you can go, well, my kid's just helping. He it's, wants their feet. He wants to save, save, rid the world of scabies. It's the, it's the Kool-Aid challenge for diversity. We got a <laughs> child of every color is going to run through a fence and bust his sternum. <laughs> so that would wipe that would wipe out the generation under us. Like, oh, they we would have a signaling. Chin. Yeah. Oh, just <laughs> pee, pee on an electric fence to stop racism. All right, come <laughs> on, guys. Do you remember? Okay, because it's true, and this is how far it went. When Seattle had established that pretend country of Chaz, I believe it was called, right? It was Chaz. Was it Chop or Chaz? Chop, Chaz. Uh, Chop originally, and then I guess they couldn't get the rights, steal the rights, whatever. Because then they changed it to Chaz. How funny. So it was Chop, but I think the salad chain was like, no, you can't do that. Okay, like we'll donate. We have all the right flags in our Twitter bio, but we can't let you use the name while you establish and burn down police stations. I'm glad someone in corporate America draws a line. You know, thank goodness. Like, look, that is the trans flag that we put. Yeah, that's you. You have that in your bio. You get a free sandwich. It's, At least change the. Name. It's actually called Chop because of your genitalia. It's chopped yeah. off. It's, we're an ally. We're an ally here. But stick with me. That summer, I was watching when the world had really gone off the rails in the George Floyd protest, and they were, you know, doing things that would improve people's lives, like canceling Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben's rice. Because I, you know, everybody was safer after that. But stick with of me. Of course. They, that was the world got better. But um, this is all a really long setup to the comment you had just made about how if you said to people, we're going to pee on an electric fence in the name of stopping racism, like 10,000 people would die tomorrow because of the virtue signal. Well, the of summer course. of CHOP or Chaz, whatever we established it was, there was a public event. Tucker cover- covered this. I was watching it. I was screaming with laughter where it was some activist literally saying to self-hating white people in the crowd, turn to the nearest black person and give them $20 to show that you're an ally. And I'm like, dude, this is just robbing stupid people. I actually was there. I dressed as L. Jolson. <laughs> it was you making money. You're like, now, turn to the white man next to you and tell him to let you sleep with his wife. And the white guy's like, yeah, I guess we should do this, right? We want to be allies, right? They were just getting over on them. It was crazy. But, but we are there. So the point is your joke about people dying could happen. It could happen. Absolutely, it could happen. And the thing, I, and I think the saddest thing about yesterday, though, if we're all being honest, was did you feel like TikTok won a bit because everybody was like, "Oh, are we live on TikTok? Is this my time to shine? Can I get a? Can I make a video my kid'll watch while this guy smirks at me?" <laughs> that's Congress. It's so true. Yeah, I mean, that's why they have public hearings. It's not because like the public needs to know. I'm like, the public is either at work or cashing a way too big of an unemployment check and and doing pills. But stick with me, okay? The yeah. point is, they do that for them. Yes, they all write a 30 second speech that they. They want to give and get a big soundbite out of. And then there's like a percentage of them that are actually making substantive points. But one of the guys yesterday, so Jamal Bowman is a congressman here in New York. Okay. Okay. His speech before the event was now's no time for us to be racist and show our xenophobia towards Chinese people. I'm like, dude, that's not why they want to ban TikTok. It's because the Communist Party is stealing our actual bio data. But the point I'm trying to make is bigger than that. (laughs) It's that Jamal Bowman clearly just went out for a, a night of lap dances and fabulous dinners with a lobbyist.
and is just like doing oh, the yeah. gig now. I mean, what when you're opening with your closer when you just have, now is no time for racism. Like, dude, at least wipe the champagne off your mouth. Yeah, like, sir, there's sparkles all over your suit. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, dude, he's got a stamp on his hand from the club he got into the night before. I'm like, at least wash off the hand stamp yeah. from the club the lobbyist took you. Yeah, he's got some re-bracelets. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, this ain't right. We got to stick up for TikTok. Because here's the other th- the other tell, okay? Speaking of TikTok, I met a woman who goes by that name just last night. <laughs> I was in the champagne room talking to a woman named TikTok, her friend Mercedes. And yeah. that's the racket. They were pricey. That is the racket. Diamond Dave Landau is on the phone. We're not having it, okay? We're talking about TikTok. There is, like I said, there's an addition by subtraction quality to this. We're parents. We don't wish ill will onto anybody's child. But for as long as there has been a humanity, there have been, like, stupid dares that kids have partaken in and injured themselves. Um, I was never— Well, I think, you know, being—well, sorry, being from New York and Mm -hmm. being from Detroit when kids used to have, you know— in the 50s, 40s, 30s, you'd have eight kids because you just knew, well, we're going to lose one to stupidity. <laughs> one of these kids is going to climb a water tower so he can spray paint his name at the top. <laughs> dude, just not, one of them might be a professional athlete. Dude, but, uh, <laughs> it's a trade. It's a yin and a yang. Okay, it's a yin and a yang. Yeah. CEO and, yeah, the other one is, you know, crash test dummy. My neighbor, Petey, yeah. growing up, uh, we had he next. sounds smart already. <laughs> Ah, oh, Petey. Well, my neighbor Petey, who absolutely fits the description of the one you've just given him, uh, heart a of gold, hat. sweet as pie, sweet as pie. But have you ever met a kid? I know we've all talked about getting left back. You told a story about how you had a twin brother who graduated and you had to go to his graduation. Yes. Okay, but, the, it's good. It but was what, always felt good. But let's talk about this. You got left back in what grade? Uh, it's my senior year. Okay, twice. doable. Lateness. Oh, wait, did you say twice? Oh, no, no, just the one. Oh, okay. I, I just did the grade twice. I'm okay. not even sure if I did that grade twice or I just did my sophomore year Listen. enough that they let me go. Listen, nobody likes a show off, pal, but stick with me. True. Okay. True. It's true. I'm a doctor of high school. <laughs> I, had a, I had a chin in high school like it was med school. He went for eight years. It was impressive. <laughs> <laughs> So I had a neighbor. I had well, first of all, I'll get you, I'll get to Petey in a minute, okay? But I had another neighbor who got left back in kindergarten. That's really hard to do. You know what I'm saying? Really yes. hard to do. Yeah, thirty percent of your class is nap time. You dig? <laughs> Oh, yes. 30% milk hour. Yeah. 30% is milk. 20% is cookies and milk. (laughs) So you're halfway done with the curriculum. And the only thing you've done is wake is sleep and eat cookies. Okay. Now you have to watch someone else read. That's a tricky one. (laughs) But if you can pull it off, first grade, here we come. (laughs) (laughs) You're under the big leagues, pal. So I had a friend who got left back in kindergarten. Okay, and he was a friend who, like, you could say anything to him in jest, and he was, I dare you to jump off that football tower. So we had a football tower. that The house I grew up in backed up to a high school football field where they had one of those towers above the bleachers that the coaches were up in, you know, smoking cigarettes and videotaping the game and all that other stuff. Okay, so when we were in first grade, this tower, which was like 200 feet up, it was crazy, it was psychotic, um, I was scared to climb up there because it was that high as a little 
little kid to me. Uh, proportionally, it was probably 40 feet tall, but as a kid, it was a skyscraper. You know what I'm saying? Right. So to my one neighbor who got left back in kindergarten, who I'm not even going to name him, okay, so I remember my, my neighbor Keith Goldfarb, I'll name him, was like, hey, I bet you won't jump off that tower. And before we could even <laughs> say we were kidding, the kid had leapt off the tower, okay? <laughs> That's that's the kid who's going to do a TikTok challenge. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, he is. He's also, though, going to stop all violence. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if the game is on the line, this kid is a fierce killing machine. Has a, a level of strength that can be described using words we're not allowed to use on the air. But it's it's not a human level of strength. And it'll give anybody so who encounters not. it a real problem, like a sense of regret, if you will. But anyway, the point I'm trying to make is tick. We've always had TikTok. It just wasn't called TikTok. It was called other kids. Okay. Yes. Other kids would somehow sometimes float ideas to stupid kids, and the next thing you know, somebody was leaping off a football tower. Exactly. So, well, we had the exact same thing growing up. Where was I? Remember, there was a kid in our neighborhood. I think his name was Jason, but he moved. <laughs> Okay. And he moved because he would accept all of the challenges. <laughs> and I remember one was like, we're going to put you in a merry-go-round. Like, remember those things you spun around on the playground mm-hmm. that you held on to? And yeah, it, yeah. all it did was make your your kid probably just gave you CPE. It was metal <laughs> and rusty. <laughs> and, uh, like, one of us was like, hey, you should just do that and we'll throw sticks at you. And he's like, all right. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're in an actual Mideastern stoning. He's gone yes, from a then, he's gone from a third grader to an Iranian woman who walked into a library. Yes, we would go <laughs> we would do the slip and slide and deliberately point it at like a pricker bush, like yeah. a rose bush, uh-huh. and be like, "Hey, you go first. Yeah. <laughs> and this is this is like eight year olds, nine year olds yeah. who are just like we're we're willingly. I mean, I'm not saying that it's right. Yeah. But when you're eight or nine, it's really funny. You think cookie crisp tastes like cookies, <laughs> so you're just wrong about stuff. So you just. <laughs> And I remember there was always that kid in the neighborhood where it's like, he's not going to make it. I don't think he is. And a lot of a lot of my friends, I'll be honest, it didn't and probably shouldn't have. <laughs> it wasn't even – nobody was surprised. The point is nobody was surprised. Um, well, you can't shut down every brick-and-mortar company and then be like, where do we put the idiots? <laughs> Isn't there somebody who's supposed to like mm. – Mm. We need to have the guy who works for two hours a day and just cleans the bathroom. But now, but now really quickly, I'm dying. <laughs> really quickly, let me add two things, and I'll get to Petey, okay? So first of all, everything we just said about kids is true. Everybody grew up with these lapse in judgment children. We were, we were the yes. lapse in judgment children at many points in our lives, okay? 100%. Which is the quickest way I can explain to you why we're not supposed to let five-year-olds decide on whether or not they want to surgically alter their bodies for all of eternity. Okay, that's it. Yes. The story we just told, we don't have to debate this. Everything we just said is why you can't do that. You can't do that, okay? <laughs> but let's move on to Petey, because Petey really quick. Yeah, no. Sorry. Oh, no, say it, yeah. Either. Make your no, point. I want to hear Petey. Okay. No, but it's just, if that was a surgically alter, if you could surgically alter your body when I was five, it would just be like, can I get, like, three arms and make them real strong? <laughs> it would have been the stupidest thing imaginable. <laughs> <laughs> can I get in... like can I can I have a shark fin? Yeah. <laughs> Fix, make my teeth extra pointy. Like, I want, listen. I want no. I want web feet so I could be better at Marco Polo and play in the pool. <laughs> I want a pool race. Can I have webbed feet? Yeah. The rest of my life. Yes. 
No, son, go to your room and please don't come down forever. But, <laughs> but, but nowadays they'd be like, when our children tell us they're mermaids, it's all right. It's our job as parents to listen to them. Mermaid, yeah, your child. Like, <laughs> start filling the tub with water because that's their room now. <laughs> I, live in the, I live in the bathroom now. Uh, so really quick. <laughs> so let me get you full full scale to Petey because Petey's a story yeah. worth telling. God, I hope he's listening. He's just, Petey's yeah. like the sweetest human being you could ever meet. Good athlete, <laughs> tough kid, sharp kid. Like if you got in a fight, you, had a, you, know, you wanted Petey on your side. He was a great football player. Compliments. To not make him sound like an idiot. No, 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 no. This is this was his thing, though. Okay, he wasn't a quick thinker. Like if you said to Petey, "I need you to build a spaceship out of high household appliances," if you gave him an hour, he actually would do it. He'd build you a good rocket. But the point is, if you needed a fast turnaround, he wasn't your guy. So here's gotcha. the story. Okay. We were, and you might have did this in your youth in the suburbs or in Detroit. Did you ever just like innocently or maybe not innocently, but you threw snowballs at cars when it snowed? Did you do that basic? Absolutely. Okay. Basic. Pack them right. up with ice. Get them wet. <laughs> yeah. That was like the later teenage years. It was innocent in the beginning. It was just excited to hit a moving target with a snowball. But we did that a yeah, lot. We got wanna... a... Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, then you eventually wanted to take a handle off. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> so stick with me. So innocently yeah. hitting cars with snowballs one day turned into us hitting a Ford, uh, you know, a dually with the multiple axles on the back, a big Ford pickup truck. At yeah. which point the brake slammed and a guy immediately jumped out with a bat and started running after us. And we were like <laughs> legit like I was like 10 years old and I was getting chased by a homicidal man who had just worked a double. <laughs> this pr- probably found out his wife is cheating on him or something. He was at his wits end and he was physically going to kill us for hitting his car with a harmless snowball. But you know what? He's within his rights. The only thing he loves is his F-350. Yeah, thank you. You just hit it with a snowball. It's over. It's not going to fly. Okay, so in one minute, I'll quickly sum this up. He chases us across the football field, and as I am hopping a fence, I'm the slowest kid because I'm the fattest kid, I get hit in the back by the bat and go down. But as I go down, I hear my brother Mike punch the guy in the face, and I hear the bat hit the sidewalk. You know, the clanging sound of aluminum bat hitting the sidewalk. So this guy's been punched in the face. I'm on the ground. Petey picks up the bat, and the guy who hit me with it looks at Petey and goes, Give me the bat! And Petey hands him the bat. At which point, I literally, I yell the words, Petey, no! As the guy hits me again with the bat. (laughs) And down I go. You understand? The cops come. There's actually a police helicopter. I live to tell the tale. Mike grows up to have a decorated career in law enforcement. The guy gets in a little bit of trouble. But the point is, long before there was TikToks, there were Petey's who would hand the homicidal lunatic the bat and it wouldn't end for kids. You get it, Landau? I do. I'm giving you a standing O right now. <laughs> Half of it's for Petey. We got to run, buddy. Have a big weekend. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Talk to you later. <laughs> Back after this. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I enjoyed it. It was an unbelievably interesting experience. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Wrapping up just an absolute phenomenal week of shows. Come on. A lot of tough critics in that control room. But the party is over on the radio side. We're heading over to TV now. I will be on with Sean Hannity tonight at 9 o'clock here on the Fox News Channel. Tomorrow night, 
You can catch me on with Lawrence Jones, Lawrence Jones Cross Country. And Monday, I will be back on Gutfeld. If you missed any of this program, uh, it is, of course, available foxacrossamerica.com. I'll be posting my TV hits and exclusive content on the Fox Across America Facebook page. That is also where you can message me directly, and I will get back to you myself. And you will know that I'm getting back to you myself once you read the grammar and the spelling. You'll be like, oh, no, that... Are you stupid or something? <laughs> you will. You'll read, you'll read my messages and be like... You must have got manure for your brains. But the point is, you'll also know that in addition to manure for your brains, I have a commitment to you, the listener. This is our show. So don't screw it up over the weekend. Be a Republican, be a Democrat, be a Libertarian, be an Independent. The only thing we ever ask is that you don't be a... From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.